0: I've labored long and hard for bread, for honor and for riches. But on my corns too long you've tried, you fine-haired son of bitches. This is a poem left by the famous gentleman bandit, Black Bart. He was one of the most notorious stagecoach robbers in Northern California and Southern Oregon in the 1870s and 1880s. He was known for sophistication and style. Over 120 years later, a man who shared the nickname Black Bart would be gunned down in his home, while his gun never left its holster. Welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. I am Stephanie, here with Mom! Mom's here. Mom. <laughs> um, we are here for episode four of the Playboy murder series. So I don't have to ask if you've seen this because we were just watching it.
1: Yeah, I was just kind of like refreshing because when I was watching it, I was watching all of them and it was just running on and on. And yeah,
0: on. we watched it, I think, last time we were here recording, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was on in the background, too. <laughs> I don't think it was
1: this one, though, was it? Yeah, oh, maybe it was it. Yeah, because um, I remember it saying, la- it All right, look right, like Jack. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Because yes. there's a picture of Jack on the fridge. Yeah. And it looks just like him with a big, the big mustache.
1: mustache. <laughs> Must be back in the day. He had it until he died. I know. I know. <laughs> he remi- that mustache reminds me of, uh, heck's that guy's name. Sam oh, Elliott. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he this, reminds
0: me of Sam Elliott.
1: Yeah. The whole same, especially when he got old because he turned white.
0: Yeah. He just reminds me of like a cowboy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 10-gallon hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why do they call it that?
1: Because Is like it you could put ten, 10 gallons, gallons in it. It there isn't actually 10 gallons, but I bet you if you put a gallon jug underneath it, it's about the same height.
0: Probably. You know? Yeah. So I guess we can just hop right into it. I want to cite my sources. We obviously have the Playboy Murders on Discovery Plus as the main source. Also, I've read some articles, APNews.com sportskita.com, wikipedia.com, and Orlando orlandosentinel.com.
1: I am telling you that uh, this one got more... Did this one get more of a publicity over the other ones because it was a murder for hire? I don't think so. Because the other ones were pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, this one, I mean...
1: it's Any kind of killing is yeah, brutal, but, but this I one mean, is a little more... Maybe uh, in the run. area. Mm.
0: Yeah. So... The very first Playboy Club opened in Chicago, Illinois on February 29th, 1960. The Playboy Club was an upscale private men's club, and we've talked about how there was one in Boston and Mm -hmm. one Friend.
1: They used to have on the building, um, it was Big Bunny Head. Yeah. It
0: was kind of cool. I wonder if they still have it. Probably not. In Boston? Yeah. I don't think there's any Playboy cl- Clubs anymore. No, no, no. I wonder if they still have the... The bunny head? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So you could go there for lunch or dinner and see live entertainment. All the waitresses and hostesses were wearing the now famous bunny costume. The bunny costumes were based... Yep, yeah, there's, there's a thing. It was called the bunny dip.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the, yes, yes, I'm they, sure they learned they had how to, to li- do that.
0: Literally, they had uh, bunny mothers, and they had to learn how to do like they had to go through schooling. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, um, you
1: figure it was it definitely what
0: uh, you have
1: to be a certain person. To yes, that. that's for sure.
0: <laughs> the bunny costumes were based on Playboy's mascot, which is a rabbit. So when Hugh Hefner started the magazine, he just decided the mascot would be a rabbit because they are playful and have lots of sex.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> nothing like they're cute. No. No, just like they like they, to fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: quote, the definition of a Playboy bunny in the 1960s was the girl next door, but also sexy and beautiful, end quote. That yes, was from.
1: be prim and proper, yep. and the
0: slut behind the door. Well, what? A freak, a, a lady in the streets, and a freak, freak. in the sheets. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> you guys all have it now. <laughs>
0: Diana Peterson Farrico said. She was a bunny in uh, the Chicago club, and that's what she said. According to Diana, being a bunny in Chicago will make a lot of money and meet a lot of celebrities. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to post that on Instagram so people can see it. I'm sure
1: there's more because that one. Um, I remember that one.
0: It was easy to get used to that lifestyle, especially at a young age, being financially independent and flush with cash. It isn't something you ever want to lose and will take for the rest of your life. Gotta hold on to it while you're young, people. Yeah. Carol Gold was with the Playboy Company since the beginning in the early 60s. The very first issue of the magazine came out in December 1953. So she... Seven years later. Yeah. So she really got on the ground floor. She started out as a switchboard operator in Playboy's first offices. Wow. In Chicago. Yep. I think she was around 15. Which that was just being a switchboard Switchboard. operator. That's why she was in there, but... Starting young, starting mm-hmm. in the firm. So she worked, I didn't put this in my notes, but she worked as a, well, she went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. She had to get permission from the priests to go, to get a job. To go, yep, yep. But she she started out working for HMH Publishing, which was who published the magazine, which was right. um, Hugh, I forget his middle name, it's NM Hefner. But they also published other things. Nope. Just that? Just the magazine.
1: But they used so it as he, a publishing company. Yeah, he so created the publishing good.
0: company just right. for that. So yep. when she went to the priest saying, I want to work for HMH of Publishing... Of course you can. They did not know what it was. Of course you can. So she started as a switchboard operator. And she Which is
1: basically, it's probably in an do, office do, building. Do, 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 do. Yeah, in y- you know. Yeah,
0: so she wasn't doing anything. Right, yet. Um, she also was the fit model for the original bunny costume. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so huh. she would... She got fitted for the costume, and right. that's... So the bunny costumes were... Styled by her figure. Yep. And they you had to have it fit perfectly, and if basically you didn't fit in it, you did not work there. Oh, my gosh. So this is the one in, in Chicago? Chicago, yep. The original. Okay, I was going to say... Cause I don't, Hef I don't, is from Chicago.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think they all were the well, same shape Safe in size.
0: Shape no, they, and size. The costume, like the the way it looks was fit yeah, to her the sil- body. The silhouette. But when you work there, you get one custom made. Yep. So you cannot gain an ounce. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, yes. yes. I was watching we an example. hired you this figure and this is where you're staying. So yeah, the costume would be made to fit just you. Yep. Yeah. And like um I was watching Girls Next Door and they have special costumes for their um Military? They're military costumes?
1: Mi- like what is their um Hugh no, Hefner military?
0: No no no. Like they would wear the costumes to go to military events. Oh okay. so there'd be like an okay, army okay. costume, a co- like yep, navy costume, right. stuff a like that. A dress up costume. Well well the bunny costumes are but for, <laughs> if, for for promotional events, they dress up in the military ones okay. for military events. Right. Gotcha. They yeah. have certain costumes for certain events. events. Yep, gotcha. they have like Fourth of July, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So the military costumes are—they only have the four. Yep. So, and if you don't fit in it, you don't wear it. because uh, they're a teeny oh, they're supposed, tiny. They're supposed to be that size. The teeny whole tiny. Time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. So, uh, at the time when Playboy opened, there wasn't anything like it. No, like the club now. No, and I'm surprised because this is when
1: women's rights were, you know, blossoming, so to say.
0: But I mean I guess as a woman it would be empowering to be able to mm-hmm. go Control. wear this outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Be make able to money. wear the outfit. Yes. Exactly. So um Carol had gone to Catholic school, so like that was a big difference going into the world of Playboy. Sheltered life to uh yeah. do she, what you want. As Carol moved up in the Playboy world, she was a bunny at the first ever Playboy Club. So she became a waitress hostess there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she would also then supervise other bunnies as well as work the private parties. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, While working at Playboy, she was making good money and was able to put herself through school. Good for her. She became a teacher and taught eighth grade at a Catholic school. Huh. So during the day, she was she, an eighth grade it, teacher. And at night, she was bartending in her uh, Playboy bunnies. She suit. was a Playboy bunny at night. Nasty nun. So it's like she's working like two different lives. Yeah, I don't think but, she was a nun. She was you know I, yeah. yeah, I know. I ju- it's just, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but were you still working in. Can, a yeah, can you imagine if the parents at, found out? And do they? I don't think so, no. 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 It's never sad about. The is, is big enough yeah. to wear. Well,
1: I'm the sure people her
0: father knew were too, but. Well, the people that are they? going to the um, Playboy clubs are probably wealthy. True. Wealthy, private True. men's clubs. True. Yeah, you had yeah to,
1: the, I was going to say you had to pay a membership. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Carol. Met an engineering student named Kenny Catini. After meeting, they soon got married. Carol worked with Playboy cl- at the club for another five years. Wow. Well, and after that, Kenny and Carol moved to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. While so she West- was
1: done with the bunny.
0: Being I mean, a bunny, yeah. 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 Well, getting older too, I yeah. imagine. Well, um, they, moved to, uh, they moved to Lake Geneva mm-hmm. and they worked at horse stables. Nice, nice. While riding at the stables, Kenny had an accident. He fell out of his saddle while riding the barrels at a show. Oh. So barrel racing and never regained consciousness. Right. First husband died. Yes. After Kenny died, Carol was left a widow with a young daughter and a newborn son. While Carol was busy at, with the stables and taking care of her two young children, she reconnected with an old friend named Charles Gold, also known as Chuck. Chucky! Chuck also had two children from a previous marriage. Charles. Charles. Charles in charge. <laughs> in 1977, Chuck and Carol started dating, and a year later, they ran off to Vegas and got married. Aww. After that, Carol used her connections at Playboy to get them set up at the Playboy Club Resort in Lake Geneva. Nice. Can you imagine having a resort in Wisconsin?
1: Wisconsin? I mean, well, you figure there's resorts everywhere.
0: Yeah, so the Playboy Club Resort was basically an offshoot of the Playboy Club. It was a bigger, better, think like sandals, for Playboy.
1: Okay. But in Wisconsin, but it was more like a weekend resort.
0: They had ski trails, golf courses, and horse stables. So it's like, yeah, yeah, just men. I think no, I think of new families. Yeah. Resort, resort. Yeah, it was an amazing, huge uh, retreat. Chuck and Carol loved horses, and they opened up their own stables at the Lake Geneva Playboy Resort. Nice. According to Stephanie Gold, Chuck's daughter, she okay. spells it with a PH. Alright. So not like me. Nope. <laughs> quote, Carol was really good for my father. They had a really great dynamic and they worked well together, end quote. Oh. By the summer of 1982, Chuck and Carol made the decision to move out of the cold winter of Wisconsin to somewhere that would not, they would not have to deal with them ever again. What, The snow? Yeah, I don't
1: blame them. Did, <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> they decided to move to Arizona. That's that's a far cry from yeah the cold. Carol and Chuck moved with Carol's two children, Allison and Kenneth, and Kenneth is also known as Ashton. Okay. So in the documentary, they kept they only called him Ashton, and I right. was like, what the? what's that? His first name is Kenneth. It's Kenneth. Why did they call him Ashton though? Is that's that his middle, middle name? name? Yeah, but in every and all the articles, it was. Kenneth. Kenneth. Yep. So I'm like, is this a different person? Like, d- who's who's wrong? Well, they then I that's figured his it legal out. name. His, but. Yeah. figure. So they call him Ashton. Ash. They decided to set up the shop at the Point Hilton Resort at Tap, Tapatio Cliffs. Okay. So I think it's our, I don't know if it's its own town, because I kind of Googled it. Yeah. But I think it's in Phoenix or near Phoenix. I'm not quite sure. hmm they were running the stables there as they did at the Playboy Resort, so they moved to different resort. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Same
1: idea, mm-hmm. different place.
0: Yeah. So probably they worked. They worked for the resort, running their own stables though.
1: Yep. So, so they making. They money, had a yeah, yeah. They had a
0: contract with the resort. Right. It's like rental. Hmm. Um. On top of them running the stables, that's got to be. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Right. But, but if yeah, that's your full time job, full
1: time job, and you probably have a one or two other people. I don't yeah, know they how had, big it is. No, they had, a,
0: they had other people helping yeah. them. Chuck was an Old Western reenactor. Cool, cool, cool. He had a group, and would they would reenact Old West gun fights at high-end resorts and hotels in the Valley of Arizona. That's so cool. Yeah. He was yeah. known as Black Bart. Have you ever seen... Mm-mm. No. But cool. I know, so, like, if... I think... What is it? Six-Gun City? Um, it, yeah. Yeah. In, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Maine. I mean, New Hampshire. No. Sixth it's Gun like City. it's I like know. in the south. It's like a uh, theme park kind of thing. yeah It's but- Old West and they do reenactments there like stagecoach robberies stuff Gosh, like that. I thought
1: we had something around here like that. But as a kid, yeah. I went to Six Gun City.
0: Did you Nathan yeah. I believe did too or he wanted to and then he got in trouble and he wasn't allowed to. I don't remember what it was. Like father, like but son. But it was pretty cool. Yeah. If
1: I, re- I mean, I want to say that's where we went. When we went down through there, we visited a bunch of
0: places. You know, Hunter, you gonna give him a treat?
1: Uh, <laughs> can you use your inside voice?
0: Anyways, I don't think they can hear. No. Anyway, breathing heavy. <laughs> Ma, that sounds very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even hear the chicks. um, (laughs) Like I said, he was a Western reenactor. He was known as Black Bart. Black Bart was one of the most notorious stagecoach robbers in and around Northern California and Southern Oregon between 1870 and 1880. Nice. He left two poems at the site of his robberies. I read one at the beginning. Two poems? Poems. (coughs) His real name was Charles Boyle. Bowles. Bowles? B-O-L-E-S. So Bowles. Yep. He was also known as Charlie to his friends and had the al- alias of Charles Bolton. Okay. And he was born around 1829 and died sometime after February 28th, <laughs> 1888. <laughs> it's hard to like. Yeah, yeah.
1: Pin, he was cons- pinpoint.
0: yeah. He was considered a gentleman bandit.
1: Oh, he was a gentleman bandit. He had sweet. a huge mustache. <laughs> He was sweet. I don't think he killed anybody. Probably not. He was nice enough to say, turn around. I want to tie your hands behind yeah.
0: your back. So Chuck would dress in all black as Black Bart because in the old Western movies, all they the bad wore, guys would wear
1: black. They
0: always wore black. All the bad guys would wear black. <laughs> That's
1: how you knew they were the bad guys. <laughs> right?
0: Chuck would play the quote unquote bad guy. He would get all these clients because Chuck had this dynamic personality. And Carol would be behind the scenes doing all the paperwork and handling all the money. Hmm. By 1992, things were going great money-wise. They were making good money at the stables, and their reenactments were bringing extra money on top of that. And this was the life Carol was used to since she started her career at Playboy, making lots of money and being basically being able to do whatever she wanted. Right,
1: right. Which isn't a bad thing, but, no. I mean, how far, how far uh, out is she from Playboy at this point?
0: Uh, this is 92, and she worked at Playboy in the 60s.
1: Oh, we're talking almost thirty years
0: when, and she's the, still
1: considered Playboy murderer, murders yeah, exactly.
0: Because <laughs> she Remember worked Remember we were with talking them. about that yeah. before. Yeah, she what she was fifty three I think at the end of yeah. the story. Yeah, yep. So well, well out of Playboy, well, well out of Playboy. Well, she she still. Not affiliated. Yeah, because she, well, not anymore, because she works at a different resort.
1: No, but even up until. So, but what I'm yeah. saying is being,
0: meaning affiliated, that. So from she's 1960 still to 82, she worked with Playboy. 22 years. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's a good chunk of time. Yeah, it but is. It, but for headlines, it's like Playboy M- bunny, mm-hmm. former bunny, you know? Yep. Commits murder. On October 20th, 1992, Carol Gold was home alone since Chuck was at a conference. She uses time to spend with her daughter they Allison. Have conferences for <laughs> I don't know what kind of <laughs> conferences it was. Maybe it was a horse stable conference. I don't know. Hey, let's go see what what the other show looks like. It, it could have been like anything to do with money or mm-hmm. you know stuff like no, that. No, I'm sure they I'm never sure really that. say. Yeah. She and Allison went out to dinner, and after that, they went back to Allison's house to watch movies and hang out. Tell me that doesn't sound like an alibi setup.
1: Of course it does. Does right? she know? But but wait a minute. Yeah. It only sounds like an alibi set up
0: if, number one. out of context.
1: Well, out of routine. Yeah. If this is not normal for her to do that, and all of a sudden he's shot in his home, then yeah. Yeah. I think she was setting herself up for an alibi.
0: It doesn't ever say whether or not this was common, but I mean, they lived right near it. She moved to Arizona, and her daughter moved with them. Oh. Think about because okay. they all lived in Lake Geneva together, right. and then they all moved to Arizona together.
1: Yeah, but it depends on, like, okay. Can you imagine
0: moving across all? the country and all of us just following?
1: Well, that, I, that's, I'd much rather have it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't know if I'd go visiting everybody. I think everybody, the central there. hub is... It, exactly,
0: I mean... Like Uncle Donnie do does with Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Chuck called Carol at some point that evening... To let her know he was on his way home. After that phone call from Chuck, Carol decided to head home. When she got home around 1030 that night, she walked in and found Chuck lying on the kitchen floor dead. Mm, shot dead. And she, she called 911.
1: Minutes before she arrived home, Minutes.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll get into the investigation of Chuck Gold's murder and who could have wanted Black Bart dead. And we are back. So Hello. what do you think of this case so far?
1: Um good. I mean Yeah. Well just, I mean you yeah. know the ending, so I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for the guy. I do but, too. And I love his job. Who you know, you, that live, would be in, fun. you live in yeah, of course it would be fun. It's like I would love to live on a, a period uh um like uh Stur, Stur, Sturbridge village. Sturbish village.
0: What? what are you trying to no! say? The one in Massachusetts,
1: Um, like uh, Old West Town. Well, around here it's not. It's a pioneer town.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, like Salem Village. It's not Salem. Sturbridge Village. Well, like Salem has the pioneer town, the pioneer village where they filmed some scenes of Hocus Pocus.
1: I don't think I've ever been there. Kirsten
0: has. Uh, But yeah, it's like all uh, old school houses and stuff, like stick. Yeah, but I mean,
1: but are people working it? yeah oh oh like strawberry bank ma kind of but this one is more more living it
0: okay yeah the in so like they like in uh, well i mean this is their real life but in the amish
1: country kind of maybe it was yeah
0: remember we went to amish country and they were like churning butter yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) they're living their lives that's just their life (laughs) yeah
1: <laughs> and the shoe fly pies at the end of the drive. Oh my god. Leave you five bucks in the box. That
0: would be cool. It is cool. I well, know, I mean, I remember I, remember that shit. I do. I yeah. thought it was a blast. I want to take my kill there. Yeah. Yep. So the scene was not a pretty one, and Chuck Gold had been oh. shot eight times.
1: Oh my god.
0: It happened so fast that this cowboy hadn't even had time to get his gun from his holster, which is always times? on hip.
1: Yep. Isn't that personal?
0: whoever did this one make sure he was dead yeah personally I so. guess <laughs> 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 he was shot seven times in the eight body eight times oh and once to the head okay I, like they say right between the eyes but okay, I so what
1: was first
0: good question you know was it was it, like, if it was oh,
1: between the eyes then that was like that, that, horrible to do seven more
0: what yeah what's the point of that
1: yeah and if it's seven and so then you one between over, the eyes like, then that's ridiculous
0: them? yeah you know come on it's overkill yes detectives combed the scene in a point right Mm -hmm. and saw there was no sign of a break-in so the front door was locked here
1: so is my question okay he came
0: home early yeah but he called her on the way home yeah no no but did he come home and then lock the front door behind him that's what i'm wondering and then did she come in find his body but lock the front door or did she just tell them it was locked
1: did not cool. come in through the garage with the garage door open or closed?
0: It did nothing say about a garage. So I don't think they had one.
1: So it's attached like, to the uh, house, anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that they would drive into a garage, shut the garage, and go into the house. And no, the house would still be locked.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they had a garage, okay. if I recall. But so, d- are they, they just taking her word door? that the front door is unlocked or was locked when was she got locked. there? So the hey, front. Why
1: would she? I mean, it would be better into her in better in her it.
0: if it was open yes well the back door was open okay. she said the back door is unlocked okay so it gave the detectives of how Why the killer would you even be got thinking
1: it. that with be love of your life is laying on the ground let me go run to the back door to see if it's locked
0: no the police found it unlocked oh, okay <laughs> and she must have said that she didn't use it or something gotcha but that that's how the detectives believe the killer got in And out
1: was through the back door. Yeah.
0: Well, being questioned at the scene, Carol told the detectives Mm -hmm. that she and Chuck had a great relationship and everything was going wonderfully with them in their lives. Okay. Carol did mention, though, that Chuck had an extramarital affair. Of course. But they had worked through it and came out better than ever. So it's like Lane. she's... So uh, people... It's like, oh, I,
1: no, I really, you know, we worked it out. We yeah. love each other. We're closer when than people, ever.
0: They say when people lie, mm-hmm. they give you too much information. Mm-hmm. This isn't information, like, obviously... They don't the pol- even
1: need to know this shit yet. The
0: police would have found it, like, she could have told them at a later date.
1: That's what I'm saying. They yeah, you this know, is too much. They need to... They ask a question. I mean, I, I think I would be a little more...
0: I'll talk about... Can we talk Erratic. about this? Yeah.
1: You know, before I'd be slim putting that, I wouldn't even be
0: thinking of it. No. So that's, like, when that documentary told you about mm-hmm. who killed Robert Wan, the detectives or the analyst... Because this happened... What the documentary I watched was 2006, like I said. Right. They said, when people lie, they give you too much information. Mm-hmm. And... So this just seems like too much information. But uh, there's always a piece of truth and lies. Yeah, they processed the scene were able to find eight 22 caliber bullet casings on the floor around Chuck's body. Eight, so they are all there. And they found, like, blood on the counter and stuff. So okay. he, I think, Somebody like... Somebody was moving around or he Or fell. he was shot, like, st- and, like, grabbed. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the first people outside of the family that pe- police spoke to was a good friend of Chuck's, a man named Richard Feingold. Richard was the one that called... Nine one one. No, oh. called Chuck's daughter and told her that he was dead. Carol didn't even do it. Oh, right. Well, well,
1: I definitely, oh, I definitely would. Um, I mean,
0: it's just—it's hard. I to,
1: don't think I don't. I I would have a hard time calling any any of you guys if yeah. any of
0: the you know dads yeah. were to pass. But I mean, but to have just a family friend do it. Seems, you know what a I mean? Little, like, a yeah. little, uh, yeah. He told the police that uh, Chuck would be hard, could be hard to get along with and could have a lot of enemies. Yeah. Richard also tells the police about the affair that Chuck had. He had said it was a couple of years ago. Her name was Linda, and she had worked at the stables. Okay. Uh, the story that Richard told police was that Linda and Chuck were happy together and that Chuck was planning on leaving Carol for Linda. So this was, like, more than an affair.
1: Yeah. This was a full-fledged plan. relationship. So. It's. If he goes, what does what does Carol get?
0: What is behind door number one? Well, if they get divorced, the Stables obviously somebody it gets has to get split.
1: Okay, that's door number one. Yeah. We don't
0: want that door no. get split. Door number two, nothing. I mean, nothing. Oh, well, he's
1: got to have something.
0: Not for her. I mean, they they came into the relationship older. It'd be like if me and Nathan got divorced. I don't. We just You're leave still- each other. So. Like I said, <laughs> if they got divorced, I don't know what she'd get. I don't know how the state, but like, I don't know.
1: It all depends state by state. I know in Maine, you go in, which you leave, except what you, you accumulated, accumulated together. as a marriage. Yeah. Then it gets split 50-50.
0: So like... But
1: those are only, like, I don't want to call them guidelines. Yeah. If you want it different, you can change it as long as it's all agreed upon. But if you get two people button heads, yeah. they're going to say, no,
0: this yeah. is the rule, okay? Like with you and Dad, didn't you guys go out of court with custody and everything? Like you didn't, did you do court? Yeah, we had to oh, okay. do court. But,
1: I mean, you you go in for mediation to see what, you know, what's going to be split. Yeah. What is, you know, at that point it was, we didn't have much. No.
0: I mean, you, you know. had a property, but you were gifted that when you were before dad, right? Correct. Yeah. It was mine prior. Correct. Yeah, so I don't I mean, think he would have even bothered to try no, it. No,
1: but the the mobile home, you yeah. know, we ended up, I don't. Did you have to pay truth, him out? Sissy, you're 40 years old. No, know, I am it, not. You're getting there. Okay. I'm just saying
0: <laughs> it's like 20, you, you're yeah. talking
1: 23 plus 20, 30 years ago.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm going to remember. No, I was six when you guys got divorced. No, I know. So, anyways. Anywho. I'm not quite sure. Like, but like I said before, she was used to making money that she put herself through college. Right. So she's been used to making good money since she was 15. Right. A divorce I would say, be. I'm sure she worked hard for it, but I'm um, coming by it in the, so the amount would, that she did is When really, she decided to kill him. Spoiler alert, she was close to your age, so can you imagine having to start over again right now? Exactly. So um Richard told police that like I said, um Chuck was with this lady named Linda and they were he was gonna leave Carol for her, and then one day Chuck called it off. (laughs) So nobody knows why. Chuckie And it appears Chuck wasn't the only one that had affairs. Oh, no. According to Chuck's daughter, Stephanie, both Carol and Chuck had affairs, and it seems that they both knew about the others. So, so it, it seemed like, it okay? Like it was an open marriage more than anything. And so, she,
1: did she elaborate more of it no. that was hostile or?
0: No. So I guess Linda lived on the property for a little while. Really? Or in the house. So wow. I don't know if they separated or they were just, she was just okay with whatever. What's that? Polyamorous? No, I don't like. I don't think they were together. I just think he was with another woman, and that was fine. I don't know. So it was more like what the hell? Weird. Yes. In the weeks leading up to the murder, detectives were able to uncover a conflict that Chuck was involved with, and they centered this centered around one man that was Kenneth Ashton (laughs) Canetti. Oh, I knew. I said his name right at the beginning. Uh, This was Carol's son, also known as Ashton. Right. Ashton was in his 20s at the time, living with Carol and Truck. The problem wasn't that Ashton was living with him. It was the fact that he didn't want to work for his supper, uh, okay. so to say. didn't want to get out of bed and shovel shit like Pretty the much, rest yep. of everybody. He, he, did not, he did not want to work at the stables. Yeah, he was and, uh, entitled. Yep. On top of that, he had an opioid drug problem. His drug of choice was Nubane. Nubane is a narcotic pain reliever. It, you, it's used for treating pain after surgery or childbirth. So where the hell
1: is he getting it? A drug dealer. Well,
0: can I use some childbirth medicine? Well, it's, it's <laughs> just, it's new bane. I'm assuming he's probably shot it. Oh, okay. Just like any, yeah. and the pill, but it's for surgery too. Like, so it's high quality. Yeah, it,
1: Oxycontin. Oxy-co- kind of the same,
0: probably same idea. Yeah. It's, it is a narcotic. High narcotic. Yeah. Chuck had also caught ash and smoking weed in the stables. At the time, this is in the nineties. Again, okay. I don't care what you smoke in. Don't bring it in the stables. Yes, because if he was caught by the resort, they could lose their contract. Mm-hmm. I'm it, just saying it could go up and smoke. That, <laughs> yeah, but if somebody from the co- the resort caught him in Smoking the pie? stables, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. They and he's not even contract. working. Exactly, so they would lose their money. Uh, this seemed to be the breaking point for Chuck, and he was planning on kicking Ashton out of the house soon. When Ashton talked to the police, he told them that Chuck and him had smoothed things over. And everything was honky dory between them. Who, and th- who talked to the police? Ashton, the son. So why would he be talking to the police, though? After his death.
1: Oh, after his death. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. So everybody, well, not everybody, Carol and Ashton are saying, everything's fine. Oh, everything's they loved each great. other. Best buds. Ashton's saying, yeah, they're great. We're good. Yeah, guess what? He had an alibi. He was with his girlfriend in a public place, and he that could be corrobor- corroborated. corroborated. Huh. I couldn't spell that.
1: Huh, corroborated? And it was,
0: yeah, and it was so off that the computer couldn't even detect what it was.
1: Couldn't figure it out.
0: <laughs> so I just said Colonoscopy? Ver-. I just said, verify.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I read like the Dickens,
1: but I cannot spell worship. No, yet. never. Both the readers and not the spellers. Nope.
0: So, what, talking about Kirsten? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Can't spell. I can't even read her for
0: handwriting. Yeah. Two weeks after Chuck's murder, a family member of Ashton's called the police department to say that Ashton was out looking at new Cadillacs. Oh, my God. And that's kind of odd. He since he stupid? He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job. He's... He's... he's he doesn't have enough money to live on his so own. Who's who's... How's he buying uh, a new car? Well... Uh, 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 on November 5th yes. 1992 the police went back and talked to Carol Carol. while talking to Carol they had brought up Ashton Carol told them that Ashton had been abusing drugs and Chuck told her that they needed to she needed to, to back him in kicking him out yep. or he would divorce her uh-huh. again too uh-huh. much information
1: yeah but now they're, now they're, she's totally saying opposite of what they portrayed well,
0: earlier in the end Carol had thought Chuck and Ashton had worked it out so again, she's saying, she Oh went shit went was bad, to, but yeah. now it's good.
1: You don't pop back from that crap.
0: The police had heard rumors that Ashen owed money to drug dealers. Of course. And they brought that up to Carol. They said, Hey, doesn't he do drugs? You said he's abusing drugs. Was she said the they money. found out he owed somebody twelve hundred dollars. So he's not paying anybody. that's, that's, a, that's is not that a that lo- that it doesn't money. seem like small potato that's like yeah. tiny. But this, this is, is ninety two.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, about
0: um, uh, one. Oh, twelve hundred. Yeah, it was a little bit. Chuck and Carol decided to pay that person off, so Ashen owe anybody anything. So Chuck wants to kick him out, but he's going to go and pay his, his drug, drug bill. No, so I don't believe that for a find second. More, right? it
1: ain't happening.
0: So then they brought up the insurance policy that they had heard of. It was a hundred and fifty thousand dollar accidental death policy, and they wanted to know why Carol never said anything. So she's spinning all this other shit but she never mentions insurance uh did he know about it she told police that she didn't even know oh chuck has insurance oh no really she didn't know until after his death and she she said i knew i was paying something i just didn't know what it was okay guess what bullshit 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 okay before we go on have you watched poker face no, you keep telling me. Okay. No, she's a human. Oh li- yes, she's a human lie detector. Yes. So when anybody lies, first, she says bullshit. Yeah, I watched
1: the uh, the, first, the first episode. You gotta. I, I got it. Well, I just, I just. you be so proud of me. <laughs> I'm totally Wi-Fi. Yay! Yay! Oh, so you got rid of it. One hundred and twenty dollars cheaper.
0: That's what I said. Yeah. Fuck Comcast. So I need your Hulu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do Pluto? They have a whole Matlock channel on Pluto. A I'll have to show you. I'll show you when we're done. Okay. Anyways, then right. the police then bring Ashton in again to talk to them. hmm When they were talking to Ashton, the detectives make up a whole story. Because they they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to lie. They are. Uh-huh. Like, they're not the ones that try Uh uh-uh. uh. So they said I think that's so unfair, but anyway. How a drug dealer that Ashton knows they believe is involved in the murder. Mm-hmm. And they want Ashton to write down the names of the drug dealers he knows. Okay. 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 Second, I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you think? With them um, asking this question, Ashton kind of seemed to panic about it. Uh huh. And he started s- writing. Well, he's kind of spit out the name Bob Pryor. Yep. Bob Pryor was a name police already knew. This was a rabbit hole police were about to go down. It,
1: oh, okay. Because the- he was just a drug dealer, basically.
0: Mm. <laughs> the police had an informant named Bob Goddard. Hi, Bob. In, hey, Bob. In September 93, the detectives on the case get a hold of Dan. Mm-hmm. No, okay, so um, it's not Bob. It's Dan Goddard. <laughs> I don't know why Bob. Okay, now I gotta do this. Dan! Dan. <laughs> Anyways. So they get a hold of Dan, and they ask him if he knows Ashton. Uh-huh. Dan's like, I've only met him once. Dan told them that Bob had told him, so okay. secondhand information, Yep. that Ashton told Bob Okay. I hate my stepdad. I want him to die. Okay. So Hearsay, and he's if Well, yeah, but he says, I hate him, and I'm willing to pay to get him killed. Right, right. So there you go. You usually don't mix up words
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dan was asked
0: by the police if he knew where Bob was during the time of the killing. Dan says, I do. I was with him. Dan told the police Bob was wearing a heavy coat that night and had a small caliber pistol. Okay. Dan believed it was a twenty two with a silencer on it. Mm. The mm-hmm. two men went to the gas station that night, right around the corner from the Gold House. Bob got out of the car with a gun in his jacket and disappeared from the gas station for a while on foot.
1: Oh, was he that you would get to take it? He wasn't that far away. No, it was right around the corner.
0: Yeah. Dan doesn't know where he went. Doesn't know what he did. But when didn't you're even a cri- ask. I, well, you're a criminal. Why would you? Why would you? And it would seem suspicious. This guy was a CI, so he got yep. information, but he didn't press for it, so he wasn't found out. I assume. Yeah, but his... He's undercover. He wasn't an informant. He was a confidential
1: informant. Okay, so
0: he was an informant, but he was the a criminal. so he
1: doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah. So after this, um, Ashton went from lead, like, investigation lead, mm-hmm. to suspect. Okay. So in an unrelated case to the gold murder, Bob Pryor had $9,000, guns, and drugs taken from him during a raid. So Bob, like, he was in a big drug dealer. Right. Right. Bob had been complaining to the police that he wanted his stuff back. The police decided to use this <laughs> to get him to the police station. Uh, the police, come on in and yeah, pick
1: up all your, come get your guns. weapons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the police were like, hey, you want your guns? Come on in. So come Bob on. comes in and instead of giving him his guns, they get him a seat for the interrogation room. There you go, buddy. Right when Bob sits down, they ask him, how much did you get paid to kill Jeff yep. Gold? Yep, like they already know. Yep. And it took didn't take him long and he said, you know that $9,000 you took from me? That, that was, was my payment. payment. Yep, nine grand. What boy? What okay, to any potential murder for hires, fifty thousand or more. Is that to what kill it is? somebody? No, yeah. that's what you should. Nobody's going to kill anybody for say, five thousand or nine. If I was to kill,
1: not not that I would ever. I couldn't even think about it. But well, I think we're going to would think would about want, it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you make me comfortable for the rest of my life I'll think about it well that's what I mean
0: who's going to kill somebody for nine grand no, no something that you can't even buy a car no, no. so he admits not worth
1: taking anybody's life anyway no he admits he's involved it.
0: with the plan <laughs> unless you make her life comfortable forever <laughs> enough to get her to a non-extradition country yeah ooh Right? Mm. Usually <laughs> Argentina, I believe, is not extradition. That's where all the Nazis went. Oh, it's really beautiful out there. There's literally a German town in Argentina really? where all the Nazis went.
1: Oh, well, I don't want to yeah. go there. And they
0: built like a, well, it's not City. Nazis anymore. I know, but I'm sure they derived. <laughs> the Nazi the hunters went and found them all. <gasps> you didn't, uh, have I we just, never heard what of do that?
1: Do with that? There was, was a, do a show on Prime.
0: Or something. A show on Prime called, I think it was called The Hunters, and they were Nazi hunters oh, in well. the 70s. Huh. Yeah, well, they went and found those fuckers. Ugh. Fucking okay. assholes! All right, can't hide from your crimes. Yeah, you have to you do should. One of those. Uh, Robert De Niro's in it. Oh. No, not Robert De Niro. What's his? Al Pacino? Al Pacino. Yep. Right. He also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he admits to being involved with the plan, but Carol Gold was the mastermind behind everything. Of course. During his interview, he not only implicated Carol but Ashton as well in the murder for hire. He also claimed that this was not the first attempt on Chuck's life by them. Really? Yep. Ashton they tried Car- to poison him? Yep. How? Oh, Put rat. that poison in his dinner one night. and he but just after the got a little ill. First, no, after the first bite, he said, taste like shit, threw it away. Good for him. Because, like Jackie, he spoke his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture
1: Jackie. Like, this tastes like shit, Julia. We went to Valley's Restaurant. Well, oh, please tell me. Like-
0: was Jack an asshole to the waitress? You, you were
1: probably it was like maybe you were probably one. So we're talking the old valleys on Route One in Kittery. Right There's, now, it's where uh, Amato's in the Irving Station. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right next, right next door, well, it right used to be a daycare.
0: Away. Right next no, to the Sheridan. Um, oh, okay, the steakhouse. It used to yes, be a steakhouse. It's, yes, it's now a gym. Yes. Yes. And one yeah. and Jack brought me there. I was in eighth grade and I had a Valleys. fake baby. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. I remember that. <laughs> but we were like your first. I think it was might have been a thir- first Thanksgiving when we went there. I don't even, maybe you weren't even born, but we we're all sitting around the table. Oh, God. June was there, Jack's sister, Jack, more and more. You know, it was just a small group of us. And he, we all get our turkey dinner and he sent his back because he swore it would, had been frozen and recooked. And he just sat there the whole time and didn't eat a fucking thing. This is Thanksgiving. You should be thankful for what you
0: get. But we both know. He probably knew. Oh, he
1: was, he was a food connoisseur. It probably yeah. was frozen.
0: Oh, I guarantee you. But you
1: suck it up. Don't, yeah. don't fucking do it. Don't send like shit back. Yeah. I love you, Jackie. Like you were like the pay- biggest pain in the ass when it came to food sometimes.
0: Yeah, but he was the one out of everybody. He taught me how to cut veggies properly he mm-hmm. taught mikhail how to cut veggies pro- yeah i'm so glad mikhail has those memories with him oh so am i i mean good, good and bad yelling and screaming and <laughs> <laughs> he gave mikhail so much shit
1: <laughs> yeah but he i it was all for good reason it and was he'd turn around and tell him hey i like you bud you know it's not he that never gave me shit like, he was
0: just ornery in his old age when i was a kid he was not cancel. ornery he was ornery. he fucking can. loved me yeah Cause I was the first grandchild He 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 Anyways <laughs> So They Once they Tried to talk to Carol Um Immediately Okay wait Yeah Okay um, She She, tried cla- to she climbed talked? up immediately What was she gonna say And sigh. asked for a lawyer Yeah
1: she won't even answer any questions.
0: Oh, so they were arrested. Carol and Ashton. Sorry, I missed yeah. that part. No. For murder and conspiracy uh, to commit murder. <laughs> Carol was released because they didn't have any physical evidence on I her. I was not to
1: what proof is there? But
0: Ashton stayed. stayed yeah. But he still had a... I don't know, that's weird. Yeah. After Carol, I think because maybe Ashton has a closer relationship to Bob, and he was the one that they, they gave, he gave <laughs> Bob's name. Fucking idiot. You didn't have to say that guy. You could no. have said any other drug dealer you know. Right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so after Carol was released, the police went to follow up with friends of Chuck named John and Sharon Novelski. Navos- John and Sharon were able to tell them information about Gold's marriage because they were good friends with both. Okay. They said at the time of Chuck's death, it wasn't a good time in their marriage. So Mm-mm. somebody's telling the truth. Yep. Chuck had tried to get insurance before, but was denied for health issues. I didn't of know you couldn't life- get life insurance because of health. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't see those commercials on TV?
0: <laughs> we accept like, you no matter what. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But, I mean, times, what so we were talking Chuck about ed- earlier, change. Yeah. yeah. Chuck, as a cowboy and stuff like that, like having the job he wanted to get life He while well, he was, couldn't. it's too risk. Yeah. He had a high risk. risk job. So this was not what Carol told them. Because Chuck oh, tried. Oh, little bitch. Right? Chuck tried to get it, was denied. Police were able right? to gather handwriting samples from everybody involved. No, it wasn't even him. Nope. Once the handwriting was analyzed, it was discovered that it was not Chuck's handwriting and it was Carol's. Mm. Is that pseudo, pseudoscience? I don't know. I don't even know what pseudo means. Pseudoscience, like it's te- like
1: wooey. not fa- fake science, but theory, theory, so logical science. Like no, it's I think a theory they, that- they can
0: take <clears throat> handwriting mm-hmm. and they can.
1: But they, they can see, like, okay. They can see if it, they're not the same. Yes. But can
0: they see who wrote it? Uh, yes. Are no, they saying yes? Well, they have her handwriting, too. Right. So they make her probably write out something, something specific. I still like DNA. Have, <laughs> yeah, that would have <laughs> the words in it. So they knew she did it. Right. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But this is still, like, okay. circumstantial evidence. If, if something's going on. Hello. And okay. you... No, you forged something, mm-hmm. and they say, I need a handwriting sample. Or they could have just went and got some shit of hers, mm-hmm. but it, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm not going to write like no. I usually no. would write. No. So I'm assuming they must have no. gotten just a sample it's from something that, else. It's just like when they have the
1: guys behind the the, the two-way mirror yeah. or one-way mirror or whatever standing over there, they have them repeat the same Their thing. Word? Yeah, the words. It's like...
0: Wouldn't you think you try to disguise your voice? Have you ever seen years? Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> no, I, know, I think maybe once. So they they were doing that. It's a comedy show, yep. obviously, yep. and they have a lineup. And yep. she's like he when he killed my bro- she when he killed my brother. He was singing backstreet boys oh so he the guy's going down making say say this word say this word say this word or whatever so and the then they all start in say and, and, and she's like number five kill my brother he's like oh i forgot about that <laughs>
1: all right uh, so
0: she lied obviously obviously well why would you lie if you did nothing wrong
1: yeah and why so, would you hide stuff like that he wanted the, the
0: health insurance, insurance anyways because <clears throat> she killed him for it. So, but if, he
1: wanted it anyway. We why? I, so if did, she didn't even know, yeah, no. she
0: just told him. It also, it also means the insurance was fraudulent. Oh, But Yeah. So she didn't get paid a damn dime. I think she did because at first they didn't know it was fraudulent, so they and okayed the insurance. Yeah. back. Oh, is that how it works?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, sick. It's like if anybody deposits money in your account by mistake. Yeah. You can't spend it. If you spend it,
0: oh yeah, that happened to Nathan. He got like a fake check. He thought it was real, deposited it. Yeah, and yeah, then no, no, they no. made they they made him pay it back. Mm-hmm. Look that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that happened to Mulmore too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. December '94. Ashton and Bob go on trial for Chuck's murder, but in the end, it was a deadlocked jury, and it was declared a mistrial. Yeah. So Carol wasn't even going to. Yeah, trial. but I can't
1: even <sighs> see. I mean,
0: other than it's just all fort- circumstantial. Yeah, but that's yeah. After the mistrial, Bob finds himself in hot water with the feds because for now, drug distribution yes. charge. To get a lighter sentence with the feds, Bob cuts a deal. Part of the deal was that he was required to testify in any and all future trials against Carol and Ashton.
1: Okay. But did he have anything to do with it? Because you could he lie. He was the one that Just killed get, him. Are you sure? Because now he, he might say it because he's going to get a well lesser charge. Well,
0: he said it before. Okay. He, he admitted it. Okay. So, but... Like yes, he could. But the, I'm assuming the trial was together. They right. were charged together. So,
1: right. right.
0: So that's what he did. August second, 1995. Ashton and Carol were rearrested for the murder of Chuck. They want to get the head head honcho there. The little batch. Yep. Part of what was brought up in the trial was the insurance paperwork that Claire Carol couldn't know nothing about. But proof was in the pudding with that. Mm-hmm. After a second arrest, police try to talk to her again, and this time she admits to being involved with the case. So she admits it. Yeah but yep. not to the extent oh. makes a statement saying quote you're on the right track but the wrong train end quote so i'm assuming maybe she they think she's mastermind but maybe ashton was oh but she knew about it you know what i mean maybe so yes well, what, d- yes we all killed him but i'm not the one who planned it right you know or what i mean it's not the one who pulled the trigger mm, but maybe. they already know that yeah they never really figure out what that means. Mm-mm. So it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. August stupid. 4th, 1997, yeah, was when the trial begins. In the middle of the trial, Ashton pleads guilty. So he admits, right. yeah, yep, yeah, this was our plan. Yep. Sentenced to 18 years in prison. The trial proceeds against Carolyn, and the end jury finds her guilty on two counts of conspiracy and murder in the first degree. Mm-hmm. 25 years to life without the possibility of parole. Bye bye. Tw- and uh, Bob Pryor was sentenced to 20 years so he gets more than Ashton the Yeah, I f- feel like he should fucking yeah. hello working yeah. with Playboy was a huge part of Carol's life and gave her the ability at a young age to be wealthy and all throughout her life from then on she chased that wealth mm-hmm. she's always looking mm-hmm. to be rich when Chuck got in the way of whatever happiness she thought she had she decided to take him out after Carol's first arrest Chuck's family never heard from her again Oh my god! Yep. If you didn't do it, why wouldn't what? you stay in I, contact with this family? You Stephanie you would, you Stephanie said on the show, she was like a mom to me. Yeah. Like and all of a sudden, since seventy seven to ninety, right? And then it, you're never going to talk whole, to me again.
1: All you, your whole childhood. I know she was a little bit older, but still,
0: I guess a guilty mind can do that though. Mm-hmm. If you know you fucked up, yep. Right. Yep. Well, that's it's a right. story on Chuck Gold, also known as Black Bart. Black that was a wild, right? Yes, that poor guy. So, Ash yeah, should admit it. So, sad. clearly, she had a part in it. What her actual part was... Is, we can speculate, because who knows? She'll never fucking admit it. No. Somebody no. like that is not going to fully admit no. it. it will be like... They never gave in reasoning why he put so many bullets in him, did he? And one through the eyes. The
1: one through the eyes is definitely like a hitman scenario. That's but, sicko, yeah. You know, but that's so sad. It is. But again... We never remember his name because it's a Playboy murder.
0: Exactly. But Black Bart is called, the episode is called Black Bart and the Bunny. Yep. I love Black Bart. It's just. Black Bart. It just seems so Western. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But thank you all for listening this week. We'll be back next time with our part five of our Playboy murder series. This one takes place in the 70s, I believe. Don't forget to check us out on our socials, Macabre Family on Instagram, the Macab Family Podcast on TikTok and Facebook. You can shoot us an email at macabrefamilypod at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to follow, rate, and review us on any listening platforms. It really helps us out. Also, I want to give a shout-out to an avid listener who's always liking and commenting. Mm. She's been really supportive. Her name is Cherry Elizabeth on Hi, Facebook. Jerry. Cherry! Cherry. Cherry, that's what I said, Cherry. She's been such an amazing sport. Like anytime I post anything, she will like it. She comments, she talks about, I posted a picture and about the control chaos of our, (laughs) and she's like, I love it. She don't get your mom stopping in the middle of it and you asking her what she's looking at. And she says a bird. (laughs) She's like, I love that. So thank you, Cherry, for
1: Surprised it she doesn't hear the chicks.
0: Right? Always being there and supporting us, you rock. And as always, stay spooky. Bye.
1: Bye.